Yeah, and it feels good. Cool, a little I, lipper, huh? I, well, I'm not. I, you know, it's funny. Okay. A little lipper, huh? Real quick on that idea. This, I, I have to be the only baseball player, or at least a, t- a temporary baseball player yeah. in the world. I had to do a, a, a online question, a, a phone yeah. questionnaire for life insurance the other day. Okay. When was the last time you used tobacco products? And I could proudly say never. Okay. And, and they're like, yeah. well, that includes like chew. And I'm like, nope, I made, I made it through my entire. So no lipper last night. No lipper last night. <laughs> but but I should have kept score because that would have been an incredible score sheet to yeah. have. And if I'm not, if I'm just, if I'm being a little immodest here, everybody, I keep a pretty mean book. Okay. I keep a pretty okay. mean book. It's pretty neat. Go. I'm pretty good at that. But that's another thing. I, I can't wait. I, I, I have a lot of questions about your trash routine that you yeah. tipped me off to before the, the, the show. Yeah. We're going to get into that. But Kirk. I'm checking the date. It's August 26th. It's not October. It's not September 26th with just a couple of games left to go in the regular season. That dude, I should say, that game felt like a playoff game. That game had the feel of a game that was going to decide the division. That game had the feel of a longtime rivalry. That game had all of those elements of you're hanging on every single pitch. That doesn't typically happen in August. Last night was beautiful, man. It, it really was. Think about it. It it was a midweek classic. How about that? Think about it. midweek classic. It's Wednesday. It, not a lot going on. Baseball usually has their early afternoon games. Uh-huh. Or you, you have, but last night, just sitting there and watching that game. And trust me, I love watching it because I have ties to everybody. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you got a lot. Like, of lines I got a lot. Of, I got too many, too many, <laughs> like too many baits out there. You know what I mean? Like I got, you know, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, yep, so one. I got my, you know, my, my, my got your Giants people, got my Giants folks. You know what I yeah. mean? Having done radio in the Bay more, Area for a long more time, specifically Dodger haters, yeah, Go Dodger on. haters, yeah. So we got Dodger <laughs> yeah. haters up north who I'm constantly battling with because uh-huh. I live in Los Angeles. I'm raising my kids as Dodger fans. Good for so, you. Yeah, yeah. Good so, dadding right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I understand what's going on. So I still have the Dodger angle here because uh-huh. you know my kids wear Dodger jerseys to school right here. <laughs> I like LAUSD. It. So we doing Mookie. Yeah. We doing Kershaw. Who we doing? Right now, we're just doing just the blue Dodger t-shirt. Okay. okay. So I shouldn't say jersey, just yeah. Dodger t-shirt. All right. I like I it. I can't give them a jersey yet because when it comes home with paint and mud <laughs> and yuck on it, I'm not wasting 50 bucks. Get the bucks. one at Target. Yeah. Get okay. The one at Target. <laughs> okay. You there know, you go. You can, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. So not only do I have like the Dodger angle, but then I went to San Diego State University. Oh, that's a little Padre yeah. connection. So I got the Padre connection. I used to go to Padre games all the time. When they first bit, built Petco Park. Such a great park. I was in college when they built that. Mm-hmm. I was at the first game, you know, when you Tony really? Gwynn. Oh, that's awesome. Was the head coach uh, or the manager yeah. of the San Diego State baseball team. Tony uh-huh. Gwynn Jr. was one of my best friends in college. Okay. So being at Petco, you, I still have that tie there and watching the Padres then. So last night you're watching because it has so many different implications Absolutely. for everybody. Absolutely. Like, how could it, it reminds me of like week 17 in the NFL? Well, now it'll be week 18 probably, but week <laughs> right. 17 in the NFL where. Every team has like this list of they make the playoffs if X, Y, and Z lose, and this team is this. And last night you knew that the winner of that game was just either you're in better position to win a division, you're in better position to win a wild card berth. The Padres win; they feel better about their situation with the Reds. If they don't, they're out still on the outside looking in. It was just so much last night that no matter what, I was going to be glued to the TV. Just yeah, glued. It was extraordinary. And I want to hear from Dodger fans, 877-710-ESPN, because here's what I believe. I believe that that was the best win of the Dodger season. Ooh. I believe that it was the most important win of the Dodger season, and here's why. The, the Mets are on the – or I should say the Giants are on the East Coast playing the Mets. 
Okay, so their their games are starting like four o'clock our time. Yes, the Dodgers are guaranteed they're keeping track of what the Giants oh, are up to. They're scoreboard watching. <laughs> yes. That's what happens at this time of year when you're chasing. Well, it's pretty easy when the scores are in the outfield. Right, right. <laughs> you so can't help but take a look. They're watching this and right. they're seeing that the Giants and Mets are in a close game. Correct. Okay, it's a close game last night. The Mets load the bases in the bottom of the ninth inning. And what happens with their best hitter coming up? Pete Alonso's coming up. He's their best guy. Strikes out, then the game, Giants win. They yeah. hold on to win the game. And the Giants are like, yeah, what? This is what we do, right? And so right. there's this 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 Dodger, as a Dodger fan, you're looking at this going, it's like, ah, damn. You know, we had a chance. You know, the Mets are not playing well, right. but you're thinking maybe they'll get them once. You know, maybe right. they'll get them once and give us an opportunity. Then you fast forward into the game. Dodgers are nowhere, Kirk. They're not swinging the bat. They had two hits halfway through the game. They're just, they're not, they're not sharp. Right. Walker Bueller was sharp. He's pitching his ass off. He's out there right. just carving guys up, no earned runs, eight strikeouts over six and two. He he was brilliant, but you got to get a couple of hits. The Dodgers have nothing. You get into the eighth inning. Here's Blake Snell just absolutely taking that bat and jamming it down the Dodgers. I know Blake Snell's not having a good year. Yeah, yeah tell me that after watching him pitch last night. <laughs> this is why the wild card's so scary. You get yeah. a you get a performance like that. Correct. You lose and you're out. So this is all of these things are going on, and then Will Smith pops one. And Will Smith pops one, and you're like, you know what? That guy did it again. And then you go into the game, and then you go into the extra innings. Your bullpen's doing great. Your bullpen's doing, uh, you know, shutout inning after shutout inning. You get a two-run lead. You give it back. You give it back. And it's this incredible elation to this, oh, my God, we're going to let this slip through our fingers. To fast forward another half an inning, A.J. Pollock pops one, and you end up winning the game. That emotional roller coaster, knowing that the Giants won again. That if because look, Kirk, if you lose last night, you're three and a half back. Another day goes off, and basically we've yeah. run through another two weeks of the calendar, yeah. and you're still where you were two weeks ago. Mm. You haven't run into it at all. And the most important part of this, the very most important part of this, I guarantee you the Giants were watching that game last night, or they woke up this morning and said, These Blanker blankers. Yes. Oh, these these they won't die. These guys are <laughs> yeah. not going anywhere. Here and since August seventh, the Sandy the San Francisco Giants have gone sixteen and three. Wow. Okay? Yeah. And they've lost ground in the National League West. Imagine we, we look at it from the Dodgers, right? We look at yeah. it from the Dodger perspective of we can't make up any ground. We've only gained a game and a half and we're playing lights. The San Francisco Giants have gone sixteen and three since August seventh and lost ground to the Dodgers. Yeah, that's Imagine what that feels like, and that's why I think last night's game was so important for the Dodgers, the best win of the season, because they kept pace, they pulled one out of the fire when it wasn't there, they found a way to do it, a complete team effort, just a phenomenal win for the Dodgers. I think um, I see your point. I just only thing for me – I think there's still a better game out there for the Dodgers. Well, there may be one coming. Yeah, I think there's one coming. To, to this point, there was we, the one that they where Will Smith hit the home run against the Giants right. to beat him. What was that? Almost a month ago, ago. Now, yeah, I remember. And that one felt like kind of a launching point, and then they just really couldn't get any traction. But this one comes in the midst of them winning just about every night. They beat a team, Sandy. Yeah. I know they're not playing well, but they always play the Dodgers really tough. They got a game that they probably shouldn't have gotten, and it was huge. I, I won't call it the best game so far, but I'll call it the most memorable. Mm-hmm. Because I think when we when we end the season, this will be the game that you look back on. Think about it. If the Dodgers lose by one game or they win by one game, we're going to go back to – remember that 16-inning game in sure. San Diego where we were out for it, right? Uh, the most the beautiful part about last night too, though, Travis, is that we are going to talk about the ups and downs. You mentioned the highs and lows of the game. 
and for a lot of people, you know, especially you know, fantasy baseball people, we want to see runs. But me, I'm a defensive guy, brother. Mm-hmm. Come on, look at me. I play mm-hmm. defense. <laughs> You're a linebacker. I'm a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. Last night, Blake Snell and Walker Bueller were dueling last night. Like, that was a duel. It was awesome. Like, it was two fencemen with their swords, <laughs> like, ha ha, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were going back and forth, back and forth. Are and we, we doing get... foils? I think yeah. that's what they call them when they, when, they, when they whack each other with, they put the birdcage over their head and then they whack each other with uh, car antennas. I think yeah, that's, that's foils. what foils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was like for people like who wanted to see runs or all oh, the Dodgers having a bad game. That was two good pitchers going at each other last night, throwing pitch for pitch. And think about it, outside of the the early error, uh, I think by Turner, uh, by Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Honestly, think about it. It was a near flawless game by both of those guys. It, Eight innings plus of just immaculate pitching on both sides. That, Probably won't get credit because we're talking more about what happened from innings eight through sixteen, yeah. Rather than you look at what happened from one through eight, it was two games last there, night. There were two games. It, it was two games. The weird part about it is in the middle of the game. If you take a nine inning gap in there, yeah, the Dodgers threw a no hitter. They did. Yeah, there was a nine <laughs> inning stretch where the Pod- Padres they played sixteen innings last night. Yes, Padres had four hits. They had four hits. So that that tells you how good that the Dodger pitching was last night. Tells you how good the bullpen was, how good Walker Bueller was. I want to go back to what you were saying a second ago. And again, we'll get to your phone calls. We're getting them right now. 877-710-ESPN. In the middle of that game, not even in the middle, towards the end of the game. And this was a little bit of a reverse jinx on my part. And Uh it worked out perfectly. No, it was a good one. Okay. I, I was thinking, I'm watching Blake Snell just go through the Dodgers. You know, no runs through, well, you yeah. know, sixth inning, seventh inning. He goes out there for the eighth. He gets the yeah. leadoff guy. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know what? It really is it, – it's important that I open the show tomorrow morning by thanking Kevin Cash from the Devil Rays yes. <laughs> for yanking Blake Snell in that game because Blake Snell clearly knows how to pitch to the Dodgers. Yes, he does. He, he knows how to it. lock yep. up that Dodger lineup. He's very, very effective against them. And literally, as I'm thinking it, pop. And I'm jumping up in the middle, pumping my fist back and forth, just going crazy. But it reminded you, A, Dodgers caught a break with that Kevin Cash thing. And B, every guy, not you, Cody Bellinger, every guy in that lineup has a chance to do damage. And it was Will Smith again last night. That guy is quickly climbing the ranks, Kurt. Yeah, man, high fastball. Just I didn't think he got it all. And next thing you know, you just felt it. And I'm saying, okay, here we go. And you could just tell the momentum had shifted. The Dodgers were looking for – they were just looking for base runners. Yeah. They, they weren't looking for the big swing. And they got it. They got the big swing when needed. And once the game was tied, I I never thought the Dodgers would lose. Like, with Blake Snell in – Even after pitching, Tatis hit the home run? Even after – when they tied it, it was still – and this is, it was, yeah, it was three three at that point, but it felt like because uh, the the Dodgers were dodge, they were doing the the, the but, Matrix thing where they're dodging the bullets, you know, they're whizzing <laughs> by their ears and stuff. They were they were they were missing. But I, just like I told you this morning, though, and I want maybe Dodger fans out there who are listening to call in and tell me, I'm watching that game, and the Padres ran out of steam and players because their yes. manager absolutely Stunk. screwed <laughs> yeah. it up. Just but a huge mistake by him. Padres ran out of steam. Yep. I'm looking at the Dodgers in the 16th like, come on. Like, the, yeah. There's a feeling of, let's get this thing over with. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Everybody's got that look. And I'm looking at the Dodgers, and I, I, I never felt anybody on the Dodgers saying, 
let's just get this thing over with. They were in it all the way through to the 16th. If they would have went 20 innings, yeah. the Dodgers were all in. It was the longest game in Major League Baseball since they've implemented that runner on second base. I want to circle oh, yeah. back to that. i got to ask you point. about that, yeah, too. It, Please. I, I love it, and we'll circle back. I want to ask you this, and I want the, the callers to weigh in on this, too. 877-710-3776. little bit of recency bias, to be sure, because of what he did last night, but more so what we've seen going all the way back to last year in the playoffs, especially against uh, Atlanta in the National League Championship Series. Oh, yeah. I always like to think of my teams as, you know, whether it's 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 a basketball team, who do you want to take the last shot, right? Like, mm. do you want LeBron? Do you want AD? Who, who do you want to take that shot? With a baseball team, I always kind of look at it like this. If the game is on the line, the bases are loaded, yeah. and there's two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning, and you're down a run, yeah. you got to get a hit. Who do you want up in the batter's box? And for the longest time, my answer to that question has been Justin Turner. That Justin Turner is Ooh. the guy because he doesn't swing at bad pitches. He doesn't strike out a ton. Right. He's going to make you work. You're going to have to throw really good pitches to get Justin Turner out. I agree And, with and that. that's still true. Yes. And, and I yeah. think that he's a good choice. Mookie's a good choice. Corey Seager's a good choice. Yeah. But I'll tell you what right now, Kirk, I'm not sure right now that Will Smith isn't the right answer to that question. You go back to some of those home runs he hit in the late innings against the Braves. Yeah. You go back to some of the clutch home runs that he's hit this season, whether it's against the Giants or the Mets or last night against the Padres. We're talking about A.J. Pollock hitting the one in the 16th inning. Great, great moment. Right. They're not there if Will Smith doesn't tr – Blake Snell was unhittable until then. And he, th he made one mistake where he elevated a fastball and he got got. Yeah. Right? The, and, but it was Will Smith that did. Cody Bellinger didn't catch up to that ball. Right. I don't know if Max Muncie catches up to that ball. Yeah. But Will Smith did. And what this guy has been able to do in a relatively short period of time for the Dodgers is nothing short of extraordinary. There's a lot of other things I want to get into Will Smith in a minute, but yeah. it was an extraordinary moment for a guy that is young and on the rise and a team filled with MVP players. Are, are teams overlooking Will, though? Because you're so worried about those other guys that you mentioned that Will steps into a point, and I won't call it a pressure pack situation. He's seeing pitches because pitchers are doing what? They'll throw at Will yep. because they're not worried about him with the long ball. Whereas that Bellinger, or is that Muncie? You mentioned Turner. If I make a mistake, yep. I know that that ball is going to be out there in the parking lot. With Will Smith, I feel like I can make that mistake. But you saw in last night when Blake Snell threw that pitch, he just automatically knew this thing is over. Yeah, no, his his head, like, his head drops. He knows. He knew. Like, he knew. Kirk, like as I, someone who gave up, I a can't lot of home get runs. <laughs> You know when it's gone. You, you don't even need to see the ball hit the bat. The yeah. second it leaves your hands, you're like, oh, oh blank. It, that's going to a really bad spot. Oh, and you, that's know. The, you know, I love that. I love that part about pitching, by the way. When I see a pitcher throw it and they don't even look at it, yeah. that's the best you part. Know, the sound it makes. He, he hits seventh in this order. Mm -hmm. Seventh. Their most dangerous guy, arguably. Right. Not their best hitter. He's not their best hitter. But right now, their most dangerous guy may be in the number seven hole, and that is But that's the stigma. The yep. stigma. I'm going to pitch to the seven guy. What? I'm not pitching to three, four, and five. you can't be perfect all night long. Correct. Eventually, you're going to catch something over the middle of the plate, and that's what happened last night. All right, your phone calls are coming up next. I'm going to give you one other reason, too, that Max Scherzer is here that has nothing to do with anything other than Will Smith. I'll tell you what that is next. It's Travis and Slee, which is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We are just getting started. A lot of Dodgers today. Rams, Lakers right around the crest, uh, right around the corner as well. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Kirk. So um, have you had the pleasure of going to Petco Park when they play the Dodgers? Yes, I have. Okay. I have. It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> trust me. It's, um, it's a Dodger game. <laughs> or, or, or when they play the Giants, too. Yeah. The Giants. I mean, trust me, if they're playing the Rockies, nah, I mean, if they're Dodgers, playing. Dodgers, yeah. Cubs, Giants. Oh, that, it those is, are the three. It is it, it is a fun spectacle. Yeah. Trust me, because it's more jerseys of the opposing team than it is. The, the same thing that goes for when the Chargers were there, the football yeah. team. <laughs> when the Raiders were coming <laughs> down, right? It's the same thing on the baseball side. It doesn't matter. Dodger fans were representing big time in San Diego. They always do. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's always one of those fun times to be on the road team and get to go into their house. Oh, I love going yeah. down to San Diego. Yeah. A, great ballpark. And yep. B, it's fun to wear your Dodger hat in the Padre country and go, what? Yeah. It feels plus good. you got a nice uh, – you got some nice bars that you can, yeah, there's, there's you know, kind of warm up. There's some yeah, – yeah, into pre-game. <laughs> yes, you can right? pre-game <laughs> down to San Diego a look, lot easier than you can at Dodger like Stadium. Like I say, Clayton Kershaw doesn't pull up his car and walk to the mound and start throwing 98. No. No. Go into the bullpen and ease into it a little bit. So you gotta... it's a couple spots down there <laughs> that, right. trust me, uh, the people who were on the five yesterday or <laughs> took the 10 to the 15 and came down the backstretch last night. Hopefully they don't land another plane on the oh five like God, they did the crazy. other day. I'm sure that didn't cause any problems at yeah. all. My goodness. But I, I know some Dodger fans that drove to the game last my night son from was LA. At the game last night. Yeah, it was, he, it was fun. He went to the game last night. Doug, he, he looked like he could step in for Mookie Betts, and he's got the Betts jersey, he's got the oh, really? hat, he's got the whole thing. I'm like, dude, you do know they're not going to ask you to play tonight. The only thing he was missing were the, uh, the cleats along the way. Let's take our first phone call of the day. Speaking of Dodger fans in San Diego, Juan in San Diego. Juan, you're on with Travis and Kirk. What's up? Hey, good morning, man. Uh, yeah, I was at the game yesterday, and it was so intense. Uh, mm-hmm. The satisfaction of seeing the Padres fans' face when the Dodgers <laughs> lost and making home runs. Like, um, it just – you had to be at Peco Park to feel the electricity. Um, and, and you're right, Travis, there's more Dodger fans than Padre fans. Every time I go, there's always more Dodger fans, and it just feels great to represent LA. It, it, it really does. Right. I mean, look, it's it's – Dodger fans represent wherever you go. You can no go to a Dodger what. game in I don't know. P- pick a weird National League city in um, I Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah Pittsburgh, <laughs> Why was that on my mind too? Yeah, I don't there, know. <laughs> there are Dodger fans in Pittsburgh. Correct. The city of Los Angeles is spread. Out. There's 20 million people. It's like when we watch Laker games, right? right? <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. But San Diego in particular, because it's it's a couple hours away. Correct. You get to go a chance and get to go down there and do it. But there there was buzz last night, and like Juan said, that home run. Uh, that, that Will Smith hit was extraordinary, which brings me to this, and it's time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. The reason that Max Scherzer is going to go pitch for the Dodgers today, the reason that Trey Turner is batting leadoff for a team filled with MVPs mm-hmm. is because of Will Smith. Okay, and let me, let, me, let me explain that. The reason the Dodgers were able to go out and get the best starting pitcher on the market, Max mm-hmm. Scherzer, and get a, I don't want to even call it a throw-in because he's too good of a player for that, but get an additional megastar in Trey Turner is because Will Smith is so good that they were able to trade Kyber Ruiz. 
Mm. Kyber Ruiz is the Dodger catcher of the future, right? right? Mm -hmm. The guy that everybody's saying this is a multiple-time all-star. We've seen him up here in L.A. a handful of times. He looks pretty damn good. Right. <laughs> he, he looks like a high-quality major league player. There's not another team in baseball that is trading that guy except for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the only reason they can do it is because we don't need him. Yeah. We don't need him. We, there, nobody says that. Yeah. Nobody says, hey, you know, you know what I don't need? A multiple-time all-star potentially at the second most important position on the field. I don't need it. And they don't. Yeah. They, they were able to say, here, look, we will give you one of the most highly regarded prospects in baseball, Kyber Ruiz yeah. and Josiah Gray. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's really good, too. But Ruiz was the centerpiece of this deal because Will Smith has that on lock. The reason that Max Scherzer is going to pitch today is because Will Smith is that damn good. I just like the aggressiveness, too. Um, and that, that's an L.A. thing because we talk about the comparisons to the Rams, to the Lakers. There is an aggressiveness that you have to have in this city. Like, you don't hope that guys pan out. You don't hope that you win a championship. Championships are taken, right? Like, think about it. Like, you got to go take a championship when it comes to the Dodgers, they go take a championship because they're willing to go out and make the moves that a lot of teams aren't willing to make. The Rams are willing to make the moves that a lot of people don't want to make. The, the, the Lakers will make the moves that a lot of people like, – think about it. The Lakers gut a team every single year. But as long as you got the major pieces, yep. we're fine. Tell me who what other NBA teams are doing that. Everybody's yep. trying to – well, what's the whole thing? Hey, let's run it back. I've never seen the Dodgers just run it back. They're going to run it back, but they're going to add three or four major pieces that they didn't have the year before. You, you said the first part, that, but you didn't say the second part. The Dodgers are willing to make that big deal. The Rams are willing to make yeah. that big deal. But where the Dodgers have an advantage over teams like the Padres, and we'll use Max Scherzer as a perfect example again. Okay, The Dodgers are willing and able. Oh, yeah. Because because <laughs> not only are the Dodgers willing to do it, that the Padres the Padres were willing to trade for Max Scherzer. They just That's about true. had it done. The, the, I thought the, that was I thought it was done. Right, and then <laughs> the, the Dodgers came the in ticker. and said, "Hey, uh, dude, take sit down. Let the let the <laughs> men take care of this. Right, <laughs> the, the boys can can wait until we're done with this." How does Kyber Ruiz sound? And yeah. the Nats went, well, duh, yeah, we'll do that. That's a whole hell of a lot better than anything the Padres are offering us. Uh, 10, uh, give me 10, uh, we got uh, one over here, we got one over here. Uh, 500, 500, we got 500. Oh, we got 500, 550, 550, Dodger got 550. We got 550, I got Kyber Ruiz, I got Josiah Gray, and then it's all look at the Padres like, what? What? What do you want to throw in there? What do you got? And they can do it. Not only are they willing, because a lot of yeah. teams are willing to mortgage the future, but Correct. Their, their, their future isn't attractive to anybody else. Yeah. You can trade Ruiz. You can trade Josiah Gray because I've got Dustin May. I've got Tony Gonsolin. I've got Mitch White. Yeah. I've got Andre Jackson. I've got this, 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 just this embarrassment of talent that's here where I can make a short-term gain, Scherzer yeah. and Turner, at a potential long-term risk because the risk is pretty low. Well, the future is now. And, and, and so many people are so worried about the future. The future the future is right now. Yeah. Like, the future is we got to win this now. There is no window, right? The, pe people say, oh, well, how long is the window? How many? No, the window is today. Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't last go out. night. Yeah. Last, <laughs> and, and look, it, it's you get that sense of urgency. Like, when your team goes out and make this, they're also – it does send a message to your team. It sends a message like, hey, look – we are all in. Yeah. We're not sitting on, on what we got. You know, because we've seen teams like, oh, we're not going to make a trade. All right. Okay, whatever. Let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Whittier this time. And, Ted, Ted, you're on with Travis and Kirk. What's going on, Ted? Morning, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Uh, yeah, just, you know, amazing win last night. 
uh, you know, for the obvious reason, keeping, you know, pace with the Giants who are playing the Miracle Mets. And we call them Miracle Mets these days because it's a miracle if they win a game. Uh, <laughs> Always a good it. joke. Love like it. That. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, you know, it, it, I think the, the biggest thing for me that comes out of the game, aside from the win and keeping pace and all that, is that it was a gritty win. It was the kind of win that we haven't, you know, were we three and 12, Trav, in extra inning games, and two of those three are in that, like, last week and a half that we've won, so we haven't been traditionally good in those tough, late-inning, gritty games, yep. overtime games. So that's nice to see, because you're going to need that down the road in the, in the, uh, in the, in the race for the West. Uh, and then into the playoffs. So um, so happy about that. But uh, I'm going to look at the glass half full. You know, we've not been a great defensive team no. all year. And the defense, you know, a lot of errors. Errors aren't only with the ball. They happen on the base paths. Um, and last night, I, my concern was the communication at third base in that Muncie gets leaning off and then Will Smith gets leaning off, both mm-hmm. caught in a rundown. That that could have been ugly. That we could have been talking about that this morning. Yeah. Uh, as, uh, as why we lost the game, possibly. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. No, you bring up a good point, Ted. In fact, it's something that Kirk and I were going to talk about yeah. at some point today. That the Dodgers winning the game last night was huge. Yes. But they won the game. In, in, they did manufacture a couple of runs in the fifteenth. So right. we'll, we'll give them credit for that. But they won the game because they popped a home run. Right, AJ Pollock pops the home run in the 16th inning. Correct. But Ted's point is a good one, Kirk. That the Maybe. Dodgers had a couple of snafus along the way, running the bases in particular, yeah. and these are execution issues. Running the bases is is an execution thing. Moving a runner through is an execution thing. Hitting the ball to the right side of the infield is That's an execution, execution thing. And I get that modern baseball is not really played like that. It's right. sit and spin and try to hit doubles and home runs. I get it. But in playoff baseball in particular, and this was this was a playoff game last night. I know right. it, what, but it felt like it and it played like it. It's can you hit a ground ball to the right side of the infield yeah. when you absolutely have to do it? It's little execution things like that. And quite honestly, the Dodgers are, if I'm being charitable, yeah. they're okay at it. If I'm being honest, they're not very good at it. Those little execution things add up. And last night it didn't catch them, but two guys caught in rundowns between third and home yeah. in extra innings, that's not clean baseball. Well, I, there's two things here. Because the number one thing is that you're always looking toward the future in terms of who you're going to go up against. Because going against the Giants, that's not going to happen with a Gabe Kapler team. Like Gabe Kapler is Mr. Analytical, the execution. This We're going to go through scenarios, simulations. That is an out, again, versus the Giants. But I'll also say this, a little trickery last night, too by Manny Machado, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Grabbing the ball and act as if he was a little pump fake, right? In the NFL, quarterbacks yep. pump fake, and yep. they get somebody to think that they're throwing, and then all of a sudden somebody's wide open. Yesterday was a little bit of, little bit of gamesmanship, yeah. pump fake to first. Good play. And it was a good play. Yeah. Tagged him out at, um, at third base and got him into a rundown. But, again, it's a situation where when you get late in the game, your focus has to be even more than where it was before. See, this it's because I had coaches who just always tell me this. I don't care where you're at in the first quarter, in the second quarter, but where's your technique and your fundamentals in the fourth quarter uh-huh. when I need you the most? Your rules. When, the, when, when, when it's it's two minutes left and all of a sudden you're tired, that's what – when you know, coaches – I had a high school coach would always make us do gassers, uh-huh. right? And then we would do a two-minute drill and practice afterwards. You're tired. Because we're tired. Right. He said because when you're tired, you forget. you just just trying to get through it, but I need you with your focus at that. And that's where I thought the Dodgers – it wasn't like they were tired, but focus late in the game, they got a little loose. A bunch of little things can add up to big things. Very quickly, I'll go back to this in the World Series last year. 
when Mookie stole a run for the Dodgers. Remember, he was at third base, and there was mm-hmm. a ground ball. It was either the second or first. It was to the right side. But he had gotten a little bit of an extended lead yeah. as the pitcher went into his motion, an extra two or three feet, and it was the difference between safe or out. It's yeah. those little, little things, those little moments that can really be the difference between winning a game. It's because safe or out, we're talking a foot. Yeah. If I get that foot, I'm safe. If I don't, I'm out. That's what we're talking about. It's what the Dodgers did really well last year. They didn't do it very well last night, but thankfully, they still found a way to win the game. All right, coming up next, we've got a bunch of fun in about 15 minutes, but Kirk, you had something that I thought was absolutely awesome. What do Matthew Stafford and Anthony Davis have in common? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Kirk on 710 ESPN. I need to really quiz you on your garbage can habits at some point during <laughs> gotcha. this show Trust because I, I have a feeling that you, you and I have gotten to become very good friends over Absolutely. the last five years or so, but we took it to another level this morning when we found out we have garbage can um, kismet. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is pretty good along the way. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right. Let's take a quick phone call here from Manuel before we go and talk about it. Ah, Manuel is gone. That's what you said to me. That's uh-huh. the part I didn't hear, Emily. All right, so <laughs> Manuel, we sorry we missed you, buddy. We'll do it again another time. I always like hearing from Manuel. You said something this morning when we were talking, Kirk, that yeah. I thought was really interesting that I had not thought about it as well, that Matthew Stafford coming into the Rams season this year has a little bit of an Anthony Davis situation going on. Yeah, it, it does because uh, I think Seth, Worth- Seth Wickersham mm-hmm. uh, had a piece on ESPN.com just about – um, Matthew Stafford and how he got to Los Angeles, but more so about the years in Detroit and how he went out, literally played about as good as football as you ever could, but for an organization that was just not right, not not built, not the right culture. In in the Lions' defense, they've only been bad for fifty years. In a row. <laughs> oh my God, they haven't won a they haven't won a playoff game in what fifty plus years. Seemingly, yeah. Um, and so a lot of times you question how good you are as a player. I think a lot of times people look at Matthew Stafford as a quarterback and you say, he, I, I, I think he's good. He doesn't have a lot of things to work with. Now, look, the, one, of the, his, his, one of his running mates at the time was Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, he was really good. But people forget the guy who was throwing him the football, the guy who was putting the ball in the right spot for Calvin Johnson – was Matthew Stafford for a, a, a large part of Calvin Johnson's career. But the, the angle that I saw in reading that piece was, because I'm always trying to forward things, like how does that relate to other folks in Los Angeles? Because when Mookie Betts came over from the Red Sox to the Dodgers, he was already an MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like These guys are already established. And a already world won. champion. And a world champion. So there's certain guys that when they already come, they've already established, they've men. already won, they're already done. But I remember two years ago when Anthony Davis first came to the Lakers, I'm saying, is Anthony Davis really good? Mm -hmm. I know he's number one overall, but he was in New Orleans, and they wasn't winning nothing. Now, did they go to the playoffs once? Yes, but they were like an eight seed. They were a quick out. Other than one time, they were a quick out. And I think they won one playoff series maybe. Yeah, they beat Portland, I think. But it it did get people to thinking, how good is Anthony Davis? We can say, hey – He's good, but do you did you truly know how good he was? And so when he comes to Los Angeles, it's a little bit different because not only is it like, okay, he's teaming up with LeBron, mm-hmm. but is he on LeBron's level? There you go. Is he on LeBron? Because LeBron's already accomplished. Anthony Davis had not accomplished anything. And I go back to when they won a championship. You know, one of the memes that was out there was Anthony Davis taking it all in. Remember, he was crying. Uh-huh. He's, 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 he's got his face in the towel and was like, sure. 
while it happened, I think because it was the validation that I am pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. I, I love that for I think a couple that's of just, different reasons. I was going to say, I think that's what Matthew Stafford's going to go through two years ago, what Anthony Davis went through. Questioning, am I really – both of them were number one overall picks. Yep. You know, number one overall in their respective sports coming out in the NFL Bad draft. teams yes. that weren't their fault necessarily. And so – is this a validation year for Matthew Stafford, similar to how I watched Anthony Davis get through that year with LeBron and end up winning a championship? I want to throw another thing in there because sure. I really like this comparison. Anthony Davis, like you said, when you'd watch him in New Orleans, like, yeah, he's obviously very good. You look Correct. at the stat sheet and he's, you know, he's doing everything he does. And when you watch him play, you're like, holy smoke. You know, oh, yeah. how, how do they ever beat a team with a guy like that on the team? Only they would lose a lot. Yeah. I think there's some similarities between him and and Matthew Stafford. Anthony Davis comes to Los Angeles to join the Lakers, and it's yeah, he was as good as I thought, but there was still that yeah. But you know why? Why do we every eighth or ninth game do we go? Hey, where did he go? Where did he go? Yeah. Where, where, where did yeah. he go? And there's still that question about yes, he's very good. Correct. Yes, he's a world champion. Yes, the Lakers do not win that championship two without years him. ago without yep. him. There's mm -hmm. no no question about that. But is he? good enough to be the guy mm -hmm. right that there is no lebron james on the rams no right the, the, the lebron james <laughs> on the rams plays defense yes okay so you you don't have yeah matthew stafford can't say okay aaron donald you do it <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work yeah. like that right he may say hey, hey anthony i mean i'm sorry aaron donald and jalen ramsey can you help me yeah yeah but okay. you can't do, do it yes. don't give up any more points <laughs> right but that he's kind of out there on he doesn't have the 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 support on his own side, but don't get me wrong. There's good players. There's Cooper Cup. There's Robert Woods. Right. Higby. There there are good players, but there's no LeBron James here. It's not like you're looking around and there's DeAndre Hopkins or one of the you know Devontae Adams or one of these guys. Who go, okay, I can just let him do work and I can just be okay while he's great. There's still that question about Anthony Davis, and I wonder that until you see the Lombardi Trophy in the air, if there's not going to be the same questions about uh, Matthew Stafford. I think it's a perfect comparison. It is perfect because both guys to me, is they are very, very good. But now when we start to talk about top five NBA, Anthony Davis was in that conversation two years ago. Mm -hmm. I thought he was in the conversation last year. Mm -hmm. But from last year to this year, the conversation has changed, Travis. It's changed now. We, we put LeBron. We're going to put Steph. We're putting Giannis in there. AD. We're putting AD in there. But it was like AD was like – I'm sorry, KD. Uh, I mean, KD. KD, yeah, KD. Yeah. But now AD – was in that top five now he's a fringe five yeah you know what i mean and yeah. i don't know what so the validation this season for matthew stafford is going to come in his performance and if he is is smart i would call anthony davis i would call anthony davis for just a little bit of advice coming into the big los angeles market where your performance will be scrutinized every single week because with Anthony Davis, he did have a sidekick that, hey, I can have LeBron. Mm -hmm. Rams don't win. We're not blaming Aaron Donald and Jalen no. Ramsey. Nope. <laughs> I not don't care what you think. they're losing 45-42, to 42 exactly. and they're not going to. We're looking at number nine. <laughs> yeah. We're right. looking at number nine that came over from Detroit. It's all on you because we, <laughs> we won before you got here. So if we're not winning now, it's because of you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Dodger fans, we're going to get back to that incredible game last night. I want to talk a little bit about Clayton Kershaw and how important is he to a World Series push. That's coming up in about 15 minutes. But coming up next, it's Bunch of Funch. It's a Thursday. That's what we do on Thursdays. Bunch of Funch is next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.
ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. I didn't sleep last night, and I still feel great, Kirk. It was an unbelievable moment. We'll get back to the Dodgers in a second, but first, it's a bunch of fun. That's what three cups of coffee does for you, Travis. Yeah, I've had yeah. my chair right, right, yeah. I'm ready. All right, all right. Tra- uh, Tony Hawk is doing something crazy. I don't know if you guys heard about what he's doing. Yeah. Um, the skateboarding goat gave 100 vows of his own blood to be used in a limited edition skateboard deck in a partnership with his mountain water, liquid death mountain water, whatever. <laughs> but um, each vow will be infused with the paint. It's going to be paint, like, it's going to be like, you know, the blood mixed with the paint, and then mm-hmm. the paint will be on a skateboard for the pretty graphics or whatever. Um, I think it's nuts and it's gross. So, <laughs> Travis, I know your favorite athlete of all time is George Brett. Yep. Kurt, I know your favorite athlete is Ricky Henderson. Yeah. If you can have a bat or a baseball with a drop of their blood inside of it, is that something that interests you guys? I'm a hard no. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I am... I don't want to say that I'm like I'm not Howard Hughes. Like yeah. I'll touch door handles and things like that. But if I can use my elbow or my hip, I don't want to touch anything that anyone else has touched. Yeah. And I sure as hell don't want anybody's blood on anything that I'm going to touch. I don't even care if it's sitting on my shelf. I love George Brett. Had a yeah. chance to meet him a couple of times. He's a great guy. I'll take a bat. I'll take a glove. But I don't need George Brett's DNA anywhere near me. Yeah, that that's almost too close to like having an urn on the mantle like yeah, seriously like you know shrine, what i'm saying right? yeah like that's almost like too close too scary um but i am a little upset at this story though i am funch because little nas x actually yeah, had something yeah. similar oh really yeah where he had like the similar the blood infused in nikes his shoe. in yeah. his shoes and yet everybody went after him and said what are you doing this is demonic this is what are you doing right and yesterday he was like Oh, so y'all do that to the brother, but yet Tony, <laughs> Tony Hawk is going to have a skateboard. It's all good. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I think the, I think the problem with that was that Nike didn't, you know, approve of the shoes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So this that's was why, like a one-off. Yeah. yeah one-off. Yeah. Basically. But either way, crazy people are buying these things. So they I'm are. just saying it's yes. not something that I would ever be interested in. This now, feels what it feels like the beginning of like a Criminal Minds episode, it right? Where it's like some guy's got this little shrine to Tony Hawk in the back who paints skateboards with his blood and he's going to start to hunt him down wherever scary, in San Diego man. Tony Hawk lives. We I should keep an eye on like Tony this. Hawk. Make sure that he's, not, yeah, again, he's not locked up in a basement somewhere and this is not done with his will. <laughs> um, it's funny too, um, me and Emily were talking in the break and her favorite athlete is Troy Palomalu and Ooh. I was asking her, like, would she take a lock of hair from him? Just so I could recreate him, be like a clone of, of uh, Troy Palomalo. Like, that how I can do you do that? Around. Like, when you like cut the nets down, like in college basketball, <laughs> you get a piece yeah. and you like hold it up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All right, go ahead. Man. But I would not. I would. Pro- I, I. I think. Where would I put it? Even like, would I put it on display? A lock of someone's hair? Like, what would I do with that? Like not a ziplock? I don't know. <laughs> go ahead, Funch. What you got? All right, guys. Um, let's see. Uh, we, we talked a lot about Udonis Haslam in a pre-show meeting. Um, yeah. He'll be coming back for his 19th season with the Miami Heat. He'll become the fifth player in NBA history to spend at least 19 seasons with one team. Wow. So playing as a team, you guys get three strikes to give me the I've, other four I've players. Got two and it's right off the top of my head. Okay, the, should be very easy. These yeah. guys are all Hall of Famers. Yeah, uh, Duncan and and Kobe are two. Wow, that's a good Duncan yeah. Kobe. And you're talking about the same team for 19 seasons? So two uh, more guys. Two more. Two more. Two more? Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Uh, It'll make I, sense when you guys you know, figure it out. Uh, 
did how many years did Dirk get in? Dirk's got to be close. Close. Let's let's put a pin in Dirk. Hold on. Yeah. Let's think this through. Kareem played didn't play long enough for the Lakers. They no, played enough with one team. Not, yeah, not enough with one team. team. Yeah. Um, Magic didn't play 19 years. Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah didn't play no, 19, not 19 years. years. No, not that, 19. You guys going to go with that one? Yeah. No, not Isaiah. I think Dirk Dirk might be a good one. Let's, let's throw Dirk in there. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. One more guy. One more. One more, one more, one more. guy. Did Bill for Russell 19? play 19 seasons? I don't think so. Mm, he won 11. Think, he won 11 championships, so? championships but, but did he play 19 seasons? No, I don't think he, no. I don't no. think no. so. Um, is he, is he, okay, give me, give me. Oh, yeah. What era? era. <laughs> yeah, what era? Yeah. Uh, The 90s. The 90s. 90s. Late 80s, 90s. Late 80s, 90s. Not Robert Pierce. Mm, golly. Cause like, not, if I give you this next hint, you guys are going to get it right away. Right. Okay. So, it, you guys want it? Yeah. Yeah. Short shorts. Short shorts? John Stockton or Malone? Yeah. John oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. John Stockton, Dirk Davinsky, Kobe, uh, Tim Duncan. So Carl Malone messed it all up by yeah, we're going to Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> That's right. So he would have been on that list then. Right. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> that was not me. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> which great. one of those are we celebrating? The horn <laughs> or the other thing? <laughs> yeah. That was supposed to be. Never mind. I'll tell you guys. I'm okay with but both, crazy, by the way. crazy. Okay, whichever one you want. Well, real quick, crazy story from Australia has a woman was shopping in a grocery store in a spice aisle where she. In the spice racks, you know, where the pepper and all the different yeah. kind of things are, where all of a sudden a 10-foot python came out of nowhere, you know, sticking out his head, slithering right. and stuff like that. Now, this lady, I'm not going to say her name because I'm going to butcher it. Instead of panicking or screaming or running away like any of us would, <laughs> she calmly went to her car and grabbed a snake bag and extracted a snake from the grocery store. <laughs> Turns out she was a trained snake catcher. I mean, I guess every only one, in Australia. Yeah, only one out of one out of four women in Australia are trained snake catchers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Kurt, I'll start with you, Kurt. Yeah. You're at Albertsons. You're at Rouse. You're getting some pepper for your steak. A giant python comes out. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'm gone. Like I'm yelling <laughs> at the top of my lungs. Like, hey, hey! Like, <laughs> you're not going to your car for a snake bag, right, brother? I ain't got no snake bag. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, uh, I'm moving I'm to Iceland the next day, and not, not only am I not going to get a snake bag. Look, come on, man. No, I, I can't I, do that. I, I am sure that Australia is beautiful. I'm sure that the people of Australia mm -hmm. are wonderful, kind, and lovely. Nah, mate. I, mm -mm. I am never going there because half of the things that exist in Australia can kill you. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, giant spiders, pythons, snakes, spiders, and alligators, and everything else. That they've got over there. Like every few months in the news, I'll see like a giant spider in Australia, a giant mm -hmm. snake in Aus you know Australia or something. No, no nah, I, mate, I ain't doing it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Sharks that I, they're, they're, I'm out. I'm out. Unless I got one of those crocodile Dundee, you know, knives or something. You know, I'm not, I'm not messing anywhere near. Why do you Australia. think men at work came over to the United States <laughs> in the eighties? They, they, they had enough I'm of what was going on down mm. under, and they said. uh you know, we're going to Australian spider bites, all that. I'm good, brother. I'm good. Mm -mm. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, no. Snake, like, I'm not scared of snakes. Like, yeah. if you, I, I don't have the snake phobia like some people do, but yeah. I don't need to encounter one in the grocery store. I'm good on that. I'm just not carrying a snake bag in my bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what, what is a snake bag? Well, the like? most, like, the most stunning thing was that it was in a spice rack. <laughs> it was, yeah. you know, the, the worst one, and you see this on the news every couple of weeks, are the ones that come up through the toilet. Oh, <laughs> that's I've, the I've one heard that, that one. Because, look, been, yeah, you know, I've heard you about can that. choose not to go to the spice aisle, yeah. 
the toilet, you don't have much of a choice. <laughs> you, know I mean? you, you don't have, you know, you're just, that's that's one of those things that you're just crossing your fingers and hoping it goes like your Like, I way. really don't need that paprika. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That is right. All right, coming up in 15 minutes, I want to talk about the Lakers and whether or not letting Chris Dudley go become a coach was a huge mistake or not. That's coming up. But up next, do the Dodgers have to have a healthy Clayton Kershaw to win the World Series? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.